He really started busting at the beginning of his career and the end of his career. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Better Win Green, eh? Welcome into Better and Green, and today we're going to be going over the five busts you want to avoid in your upcoming fantasy football drafts. So we're doing five per person. That's 15 busts to avoid. And for your fantasy draft, we are currently giving away three free draft kits. We're talking draft board, draft stickers. We're talking a $40 value for free. We're giving away to three separate people. Also, our draft guide is coming out on July 7th, which is next Friday, a week from today. And we really want you guys to win fantasy championships. That's what we're all about. We want to be here for you. So we are cutting the price in half. So it's only $10 to get the fantasy guide that first week that it comes out, July 7th. And make sure you guys go check it out. It's a fantastic guide that you guys will get so much use out of. Why, as someone who's kind of been going through it here recently, what are your thoughts? Yeah, again, I think the more resources you have in anything is helpful, especially fantasy football. You know, the amount of people I know in fantasy football that just tune on into the get into the mock draft in the lobby and then start freaking out and trying to look up guys. Um, so this is just a great thing. We're getting it out early. So you guys have multiple weeks, multiple, maybe even a month to look at it before the actual um, fantasy draft. So there's so much information. We ranked every single position. Uh, we have bus, we have sleepers, all that kind of stuff. We have mock drafts in there. So it's a lot of information and for a very little, um, cost. So it's definitely worthwhile. And, uh, we put a lot of hard work into it and hopefully you guys can enjoy it to win some money in your, uh, in your fantasy leagues. Absolutely. That yeah. if you're in a money league, that's going to pay itself off. We're all about winning money at better and green. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, and we correct are. me if I'm wrong, Ben. That's uh, that fifty percent off. That's ten cents a page. Yeah, just yeah. about. Just about, man. That's, that's nuts. Uh, that's Bas- nothing. Basically, that is a free bet. So you to win the fantasy championship, if you buy it, goes to about minus twelve hundred. If you want it for free, just put 15 bucks on the Bears to not make the playoffs, and it's free. All right? That's all you got to do. <laughs> that is a fantastic point. Why? <laughs> all right. We are giving away free draft guides. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I'll kick us off today. So we're talking our five busts. I'm going to go with a guy I've been fading for a while, and that is Mr. Darren Waller, tight end of the New York Giants. He is going to be 30 years old, and he has the hardest tight end schedule in the league this upcoming year. He had two good seasons, which is what we like to latch on to, and everything before and everything since has been a bust. He has already been injury prone, and now he is getting to that steep decline of 30 years old so i am all out on darren waller they already have so many wide receiver mouths to feed saquon if he stays healthy they have to feed saquon daniel jones if he keeps running the ball like he did last year i just don't see there being the volume for darren waller to be and i believe he's like around tight in six so i just don't think he's going to have that volume to be able to pay off where you have to get him yeah i'll go right into it because waller is on my list as well um, wanted to start with a different player, but I'll roll right into Waller as well because I completely agree. Um, I have him as the eighth tight end, um, according to Yahoo, but completely agree. Um, he had those two good years that you mentioned with a Raiders offense that was pass happy, uh, fed a lot of their 
receivers and Waller, obviously. Um, you know, he had great opportunity on that team. The Giants is not that team whatsoever. They don't put up points. Uh, name a big free agent uh, pass catcher that's gone to them in the last couple of years that's actually succeeded. You can't. Uh, but Kenny Galladay, I, he was so great, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, with Detroit for a year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I just don't see it. I mean, he still has his that name uh, from his two good seasons, but hasn't done anything really the last year, two years now, I, I think, think it's years. been. Um, and, yeah, the Giants just, like you said, they have a lot of players that they're going to try to get the ball to. Uh, they're not that pass-happy team that's going to pass 40, 50 times a game. Um, they don't put up points like the Raiders of old did. Um, yeah, I just don't really see it with Darren Waller for that average draft position. So I'm out on him as well. Yeah, I like it. He's not on my list, but can't complain with the with the arguments. Any receiver slash tight end at the Giants is kind of very iffy. So yeah. um, unless it's Hyatt, I kind of like Hyatt. But uh, anyways, um, one guy that I personally think might be a bust. I know this is maybe a little bit of controversial. I know Ethan's kind of high on him. I'm going to go Travis Etienne as a bust, Ooh. potential bust. Uh, in regards to touchdown conversion rate, he ranked 57th out of 65 eligible uh, running backs in the league. They also just got Tank Bigsby out of Auburn, who's a really big back. I imagine him being a goal line back, so that could take even more touchdowns away from Travis Etienne. And then in regards to pass catching, uh, he was uh, – this is kind of a weird stat, but the percentage of targets on a team that goes to the running back – or goes to the running back. He ranked 31st in the league in that. So um, just not a huge part of his offense's um, uh, receiving share. Um, and I know the Jaguars throw the ball a lot. It's just not really to ETN. So I'm worried that ETN is going to really limit his amount of touchdowns with uh, on the goal line. And then I just don't think the value is there with him getting uh, receptions out of the backfield if you're in a half PPR league. So um, I'm worried that ETN could – potentially be a bust he's going really high on a lot of people's lists um i think he's like a top 15 back maybe even uh earlier than that so i'm worried taking a guy that early with um limited receptions and possibly limited touches on the re- in the goal line yeah yeah that's a hot take let's keep it hot i'm gonna roll in with josh jacobs um changing quarterback i am very concerned about jimmy g i i've kind of said it on the show before i'm nervous about it i don't like their offensive line i don't think they're very good something that's not being talked about is they're saying that josh jacobs might hold out he didn't get that contract that he wanted and we're seeing right now with dalvin cook zeke on the free agent market not on teams right now teams are not wanting to pay running backs so he is not going to get his way so i think we're looking at more volatility volatility than we might be expecting Ethan, I think he's a top 10 running back, too. Do you saw those ADPs pulled up? Uh, I can find it. Yeah, I'm seeing seven. Isn't, yeah, that's. I feel like you're taking him at his ceiling. Isn't he also in negotiation problems with his contract as well? Yeah. So I heard that he might even hold out to, like, week one. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's a lot of practice you're missing. And obviously, you're a vet in the NFL, but still, you got to practice with your squad, especially a new quarterback. And thinking back to like last year before the season, he was, people were saying, oh, what well, Devontae Adams edition, they were like totally fading him. And I was kind of saying, ah, it's going to pull some of that attention away. I think Jacobs is actually going to have a pretty good year. 
Now this year, he has to repeat what he did last year, and that is lead the league in rushes. So I think we're getting a little bit, we're forgetting Josh Jacobs in every year in the past and just kind of going off right. of what he did last year. Hey, maybe he's a genius and knows he's going to suck, which is why he's trying to get a crap load of money right now. Honestly, it would be a smart move. Yeah, That's what I think. That's what I think. Well, you know, there's uh, if all the attention's on Devontae and uh, Josh Jacobs, you know who's getting the yards and touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> this, Your boy. This Hunter Renfro fan club's going to kill me, man. That's what I thought Wyatt was going to go ahead and uh, use as a bust oh, no. there. So I'll t- I'm fine with ETN. Um, but yeah, I I agree. Josh Jacobs, I think he led the league in rushing last year. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, he's not going to repeat that. I can almost guarantee it. No. Um, yeah, you're selling high on Josh Jacobs. A like thousand percent. I'm going to stick with running backs. I bet you guys could probably guess who I'm going to here. Big boy. Big boy, Derrick Henry. Beautiful. Easy. Ninth, ninth running back. So, I mean, I'm not the only one, obviously, seeing that he's regressing. Uh, I think just a year or two ago, he was one or two. Um, but, yeah, I just – I've talked about it enough on the shows. If people have watched, they already know basically everything I'm about to say. Don't think he's going to stay healthy. Um, don't think he has much left in the tank. Last year, thought he crumbled on the first hit way more than what – I was used to seeing from him, um, t- uh, not Tampa, Tennessee is going to be a train wreck of a team. I think we all three agree on that. We're going to squad ride the season win totals under because it's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Derrick Henry, I would be, I'll be eating my words if he plays anywhere close to 17 games. I just can't see it. I'll sneak yeah. in some like draft guide content. Um, giving you guys a little sneak peek of what's in store. Um, do you know he Derrick Henry has the second most rushing attempts since 2016. Do you know who's number one and number three between him? Lamar. Number one is Ezekiel Elliott, and number three is Melvin Gordon. Wow. Really? Yeah. And so he's lasted this long, but there's a reason those other two are out of work. That's true. That's true. He might have to get the old uh, horse racing uh <laughs> yeah it's it's about time <laughs> he's one broken bone away from not being here um all right yeah that's uh i i think a lot of people are in agreement that henry definitely a very risky bet could be a high risk high, re- high reward guy but um very risky definitely has a whole lot of bus written all over him I am once again going to go with another controversial pick. Also, I believe Ethan was pretty high on this guy. I think he said at one time getting up to wide receiver five. I think. Oh, I know who you're going to say. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to Debo Samuel, a bust. Um, so the thing that I think made Debo so much of a superstar slash just unreal guy in this team is he was kind of that unicorn. He played running back, played wide receiver, played slot, played quarterback. Like he was just that – that utility guy that did everything and anything for the team. Now they got Christian McCaffrey, who Debo obviously can't – no one can really compete with Christian, let alone Debo. They have Brandon Ayuk, who I think is a better wide receiver and fundamental wide receiver than Debo. So Debo's kind of stuck in this weird spot where he's not the best wide receiver on his team. He's not the best running back on his team. He struggled with injuries last year. He is getting older. 
Um, so I just think, you know, I think a lot of people are thinking he's going to have a bounce back year, but I just don't see a whole lot of room for growth in San Fran for Debo. Um, again, he was that that guy that did what everything. Now they already have those guys. So I think he's going to be struggling to find his new role. Um, I do still think he's going to be a, a, a decent wide receiver. I just don't think he's going to be that uh, wide receiver one that people hope he's going to be. Um, I would still love him on my team, but I don't think he's going to lead you single-handedly to anywhere near a, a championship. Funny to hear you guys say that the two that didn't make my list that I was debating were Henry and Debo. <laughs> so good work boys <laughs> um my next one i already know i'm gonna get no pushback on this one that's marquise brown uh, oh, yeah. Fade, hands. <laughs> yeah fade everybody on the cardinals even if they have hands made of butter and bones made of glass um he's injury prone kyler's coming back from an injury so if kyler doesn't start this season that means he's gonna have a couple weeks of Colt McCoy or whoever's going to be quarterback in the Cardinals until then. Um, and there's just a lack of options. So with Zach Ertz coming back from an injury, then you got James Conner. There's just not really a bunch of pass catchers there. Not Hopkins gone to take that attention away. So he's going to be getting that cornerback one treatment and kind of like Rashad Bateman out in um, Baltimore. Just sometimes that you're just not a number one guy. And I think that, if you draft him highly that you're going to be really regretting it all season long. I would almost draft two kickers before I drafted Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That dude sucks. <laughs> that dude... He's bad. Ben, I, I don't know if you were maybe watching this game, but why did you watch the uh, lions Ravens when Tucker hit the 65 yeah. yard field goal? Marquis should have had about four touchdowns that game. <laughs> I would have caught four touchdowns that game if I was <laughs> as open as he was. I don't think he scored. That dude sucks. Um, so, yeah, no pushback here. Yeah. His team sucks. His quarterback wants to play baseball, and uh, he sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like it. I am going to go to another guy that I've been dogging on kind of all year. This, I think, might be a hot take, but I'm looking at Justin Fields as a potential bust here. Um I think he had a lot of success last year because his team was complete dog shit, didn't have anyone around him, and he was just basically playing backyard football, getting those rushing numbers. Um, this year, I think teams are going to scheme for him better. I think they're more prepared to go against him. I still don't think his team is that good, um, but I think they're going to have more of a game plan, uh, try to make him a little bit more of a pocket passer. Um, and I just don't think he's going to – he's right now the quarterback six. I uh, just don't see it. don't think his team's good. Um don't think he's really a great passer by any means. He's still going to get yards and uh, touchdowns with his legs. I just don't think it's going to be as much as maybe people think. Um, so I would just, I mean, he'll still be a serviceable QB, I think, for fantasy, but I would just tread lightly on where you're drafting him. Yeah, every, every Russian quarterback is tough. Like, even Lamar is always tough for me to draft just because he's not a great thrower. And Fields is, I think, probably the worst passer in the NFL. Um, so you're basically getting a, a glorified running back that may, maybe will throw for 120 yards a game. So that's always risky because if it's a bad weather, I mean, I don't know. There's so many things that can go wrong. He can get hurt. Um, he's obviously going to rush for quite a bit, which is, you know, sometimes as good as passing. But, yeah, I agree with that. I'm very, as you all know, very low on the Bears this year, any Bear player. Um, 
I'm going to say in the wide receiver world, I'm going to go Calvin Ridley um, out of Jacksonville. Um, so I admit it on my wide receiver list, I have him above Christian Kirk. Um, I think every list I've saw had him quite a bit rankings above Christian Kirk as well, who is now his teammate in Jacksonville, um, in case you're unaware. But Ridley, as we all know, great at Atlanta. He also uh, did not play last season due to gambling uh, infraction. So and a year off of anything, a year off a job, a year off whatever is tough to come back from, let alone a physical sport like football, and you're on a new team now. So there's a lot that he's going to face. Um, obviously, he's going to have to get his legs back. He's going to have to get cardio up. He's going to have to learn a new playbook, learn new teammates, and learn new, a new quarterback. And honestly, I think Cal- or, um, Christian Kirk might give him a run for his money as that wide receiver one. Um, even though I have Kirk quite a bit down in the rankings, I, I just think Calvin is a little overrated and I think he has massive bust potential, um, possibly being down to that wide receiver three at Jacksonville. I hate to say it, but, um, I, I, I just, I'm worried a lot about a guy a year out of football. So I think, I think it's a tough pick for sure. I think that's fair. We've seen a lot of guys come back after a year and they were not the same. Le'Veon's entire career never yeah. came back after that year. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to piggyback on something Ethan said real quick too. Justin Fields, over his first three games to start the season, I believe had a combined 279 passes. That was – or sorry, not passes, passing yards. That was the lowest number since the AFL-NFL merger in 1966. I'm pretty sure Stafford probably had about – couple of quarters in his career where he passed more than 279 yards back when they had laterals people had more passing yards than that yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) um my next one i'm gonna go with javante williams for denver Mm -hmm. big concerns this was not just a regular acl tear this was acl lcl and i believe pcl so he tore three of the four ligaments you have in your knee we saw J.K. Dobbins come back from an ACL this past year. Um, struggled until like the final third game. And I think the last three games he had 100 yards or so. This offense is going to be better. Um, I believe Sean Payton says he wants to run the ball. I think this is going to help Perrine or Samaje P. Ryan, however you say it. I think it's going to help him more than Javante Williams. Um, I just have some big concerns about that knee stability. Yeah, I completely agree. The re- I shouldn't laugh, but <laughs> he said uh, J.K. Dobbins, he couldn't even straighten out his knee when he came back. He was like, no. I remember he had that breakaway, and his knee was like bent the whole time. He was trying to run. You remember they showed him like in uh, training camp or whatever, and they're like, yeah, Dobbins is back, and he's like walking on one leg, and like you're like looking at it like he's uh, – that's that's not normal. <laughs> I remember like so spaghetti. Oh, I remember God. the Twitter hype and everything. I was like, yeah. what the hell am I watching? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. people aren't concerned about Javante or they're not acting like it. I'm like, oh, we learned something. I have concerns about Hall too, but Javante's is really bad. I think this whole season is just scratched for him. Yeah. I don't hate that at all. Um, yeah. I hope JK actually comes back. He could be a beast, <laughs> but oh, it's funny. Um, I'm going to go – let's see. I'm going to go to a receiver. I haven't touched on receiver yet. Um, there's a lot of guys here that I was kind of looking at, um, but I'm going to try to play the highest one up on the board. 
I'm looking at CD Lamb for this one. Um, average draft position seventh for his position. Um, kind of the same thing you were talking about with Hollywood. Uh, he's the main focal point on his team offensively. Uh, they still have Tony Pollard, but no more Zeke. Um, their receivers are pretty thin behind him. They have Brandon Cooks and Michael Gallup. I'm not impressed with either of those guys, uh, especially Cooks. Um, so he's going to get cornerback one all the time. He's going to be uh, heavily covered over the top with safety help. Um, and ultimately, I just don't really think CD's that good. Uh, I think he'd fit in better as like that T Higgins role when you have like a true number one and then he'd be basically the one B type deal. Um, I think he's a little bit fragile as well. Could get banged up. Um, yeah, just I could see CD just not doing that well, not having a great year. A couple high scoring games, but ultimately staying a little bit lower, six, five points for a lot of the weeks. Yeah, I CD is a weird one to me because I don't think he lived up to his potential last year, which is kind of scary because he's he had a pretty solid season, but he missed he dropped a lot of balls, missed a lot of touchdowns. Like, but also I agree that I don't really think he's a wide receiver one. I think he would be so much better if he had a, like even with Cooper on the team. Cooper is nothing special. Um, you know, top 20, 25 wide receiver. But with Cooper, he was so much, I thought he was just so much better with a, a bigger target out there. Um so yeah, I, I I think he very hit or miss for uh, for CD. I am gonna go one guy that I didn't even have written down on this list, but I have had too many wide receivers, and I have a wide receiver for my last one. So I'm gonna go running back. I'm gonna go Jamal Williams for the the Saints. Um, obviously not the running back one. Uh, Alvin Kamara's there, um, but I think a lot of people are gonna jump on him because of his role in Detroit. He wasn't the wider or the running back one in Detroit either. But as we all know. What did he have? 15 touchdowns, something ridiculous like that. I think um, 17. Yeah, 17 touchdowns. Just absolutely insane. Definitely an anomaly. Um, I just, you know, at a new team, I don't know what his touches are going to be like. I don't know how him and Kamara are going to sp- uh, split red zone reps. And there's just, there's no possible way he's going to get 17. I think people know that he's not going to get that, but I think people are hoping that he's going to maybe get 10. But I think he could he could really drop pretty quickly on the Saints. And I love the guy. I, I'm not trying to you know, be mean to the guy. I just think he he had a crazy year, and I just think it's unsustainable, and I just don't think that's really what his his role is. I think he's going to be a, a 10, 15 carries a game guy, maybe you know, five, six touchdowns. So I think people are going to get him late, hoping that he's going to do what he did last year, and I, I don't think that's going to happen, even close to happen. Yeah. A hundred percent agree. I was just doing the um a, a write up on him. Um, outside of last year, he think his best year was like around six hundred yards, and he's uh, between six to three touchdowns on a season. So, kind of like Jacobs earlier, that everybody's going off of what he did last year instead of what this dude's been his whole career. I'm gonna go with a quarterback to end it out. I'm gonna go with Lamar Jackson. Um, right now he is quarterback five according to ADP and he's going at the beginning of the fourth round which I find absolutely crazy it's not so much um, that Lamar Jackson is going to be a bust because he's not going to be good he has better weapons than he has had in a long time but if you're drafting him there you're drafting him in the fourth round when he has worse one of the worst receiving crews in the entire league um 
you have injury concerns. Like I would much rather have Tua with his injury concerns with Tyreek and Waddle, or you can get Aaron Rodgers way down there. I think he's at like quarterback 12 at quarterback five. I just feel like I don't even know if his ceiling's that high. I know he can rush, but they're wanting to throw the ball more and rush less. And so that just screams regression for Lamar. Yeah, I definitely don't hate that. Uh, kind of like Wyatt said, I'm hesitant on running quarterbacks. Um, I do. Yeah, yeah. Part of me thinks Lamar will have a bounce back year, but I probably yeah. won't draft him myself. It's it's at what he's at. Like at quarterback five, just seems like way too high. Right. All right, I'm gonna finish out with another receiver. Um, this one might hurt Ben's feelings a little bit, but we're we'll see. I'm looking at Garrett Wilson for the Jets, ninth position rank according to Yahoo. Uh, and I mean, yeah, listen, he had a really good rookie season last year with a bunch of nobodies at quarterback. Now he has Aaron Rodgers throwing to him. Um, so I think to me, this is kind of the sell high point on Garrett Wilson. I think he could have one of those sophomore slump seasons. Uh, Obviously, they're just looking at his one season in the NFL. He would have to live back up to that, uh, which will be tough. I don't think he will. A lot of mouths to feed. Aaron Rodgers went out, made sure they got Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb. He's going to have much better chemistry with those two guys. They got Meikle Hardman, which, Ben, you're obviously very familiar with. Uh, good possession receiver, speedster. Um, Rodgers is going to be able to hit him deep. Um, and then besides them, they have other decent receivers, Corey Davis, who's been there forever, Denzel Mims, um, and then Tyler Conklin at tight end, and then a couple of great running backs. I mean, Brees Hall, Michael Carter played well last year. That other uh, Zonovan Knight played well when he got his opportunities. Just a lot of pieces around that offense. Um, so I think for being the ninth receiver uh, drafted or average draft, I uh, just don't think he's going to live up to be a top 10 receiver this season. So I would look to avoid Garrett Wilson. I love that. Yeah, I was going to end my last one with three sophomore slumps combined together. I will wind it down. I had Wilson as well. Uh, I have Olave, but I'm not going to talk about that one. Um, just kind of same reasoning. I don't have a whole lot of data to back that one up, but ve- similar reason with um, with Wilson. Just had a great rookie campaign. Obviously, he's getting a new quarterback, so there's a lot of potential there, but a lot to live up. I'm going to go with, again, probably controversial. I know Ben likes this young man. Christian Watson. I'm going to go as potential bust. Um, So the reason for this, um, new quarterback, Jordan Love. He doesn't have Aaron Rodgers anymore. Obviously, Jordan Love is nowhere near Aaron Rodgers. We don't even know what Jordan Love's going to do. Complete wild card. Could be a great quarterback. I doubt it. And then second, if you actually look at Christian Watson's games, I know he's a rookie last year, so obviously you're going to start slow. He scored seven touchdowns in four games. The other 13, he didn't score a single touchdown. So he also had a majority of his yards in those those four games. I know he ended the season with 120 yards in the final game against Detroit, and I think he had another 100-yard game. So two other 100-yard games. Um, you know, obviously he was a rookie. It takes him a while to find his way, but seven touchdowns in four games was unreal. He became a uh, instant waiver claim last year. I know everyone was jumping to get him off waivers, had a great little stretch there, but then kind of fell off a little bit. I know, again, he had some higher receiving games, but 
there's just a lot that can go wrong this year. It's it's almost wondering if those four games were luck. Uh, I don't know. And then now he he has a crappier quarterback. So there's a lot of questions there. I'm I'm worried about the consistency, and I'm just I have a big question mark on Jordan Love. So I think Watson uh, definitely worthy on your team, but I think you could if you're going to get him, get him really really late in the draft. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. Both of you guys, it's not a hundred percent hating on the player. It ADP is part of it with fantasy football. And so I think both of you guys, those last two picks are great picks. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, we're not saying these guys are like complete avoidable, just maybe not as high as what a lot of people think. Can I mention an honorable mention? Do yeah, it. I have a couple, I have a couple honorables as well. Do it. Okay. okay. One guy I was looking at, which, the reason I didn't mention him is because his average position was 20th, but Tyler Lockett for the Seahawks, uh, I think 20th is way too high. He had a pretty shit season last year compared to what he has been having. Now they add Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think he kind of gets phased out a little bit, and the dude is playing smart now. He literally does not take a step after he catches the ball. He just falls to the ground. Um, so you're not going to get any yards after the catch from him. Um, he's a small receiver. He's somehow made a great – career out of his size and I think talent overall but uh yeah I I wouldn't be shocked if he's you know owned in only like 20 to 30 percent of leagues uh come the end of the year yeah can't really argue with that I have a couple here believe it or not all wide receiver um the obvious one it's just I think it's more of a question mark and it's going to be determined later is DeAndre uh Hopkins we we don't know where he's going to land Obviously, if he lands at a, a good fit, he's definitely probably not going to be a bust. But also, he's coming off injury. If he gets drafted to the wrong or traded to the wrong team, that's as bus ran over. So I'm not going to call him a bust just because I don't know where he's going to end up. Um, a couple other ones. I have the the wide receiver duo in uh, the Chargers, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. I think both those guys have potential bus written on them. Keenan only played in, I think, nine games last year. He's getting old. He's 31 years old. Um He's got to stay healthy, number one. And second of all, they not, he now has to share reps with not only Mike Williams, but also uh, Quentin Johnston. And then Mike Williams, I think, is more of a bust than Keenan Allen actually is. Mike played in 13 games, was also struggling with an ankle, but he played in, I think, four more games than Keenan and only had three touchdowns the whole season. So I was expecting him. I know that ankle was, was messing with him. But even with Keenan out, he did not just start performing like a wide receiver one. So I think both of them are heavy uh, uh, bust potential, and especially with this younger guy coming in. Um, we already know the Chargers wide receiver room is super deep. That Palmer guy I love. I don't even know if he's still on the team, but I love that guy. Um, tight end they're pretty strong at. So I think both those guys, number one, have to stay healthy, and I just don't know if they can. And then finally, I got Jerry Judy. Um, for the Broncos. Uh, we found out last year that he's not even Wilson's favorite target. Um, Sut Sutton, Cortland Sutton, I think had like 15 or 20 more targets um, than Judy. Judy did have more yards. I think Judy, I think they tied on, on touchdown receptions, but I think everyone's on the, the consensus that Denver is going to have a bounce back year, which I agree. But um, uh, what's his face? Sean Payton. They also think Sean Payton's going to come and turn around and be the savior. But um I don't know. I, th I think uh, I think we got to hold off a little bit on Judy. I honestly like Sutton more than Judy anyway. So uh, obviously this goes without saying Michael Thomas is going to be a bust. All right, done. <laughs> Show's over. <laughs> no, I think what you mean is his toe is busted. <laughs> <laughs> 
he's done. His brain's his brain's mush too. <laughs> All right, Ethan. What what uh what question are we gonna give the people? All right, we just want to know which player do you guys think is gonna bust? Uh that's gotta be one. someone. We all gotta we all gotta pick somebody. Who Zach is that Wilson? uh <laughs> who is that uh corner or wide receiver that like 17 kids? Antonio Cromarty. <laughs> yeah, he's he's definitely a bust. He's busting. Philip Rivers had his time of busting. Yeah. He really started busting at the beginning of his career and the end of his career. Um yeah, that's a good bust. Um Fingers, fingers. <laughs> okay, always well, go with busting. <laughs> we gotta get busting out of here. Right <laughs> Antonio Brown in that pool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very true. He was a bust. <laughs> YouTube love us. <laughs> Promote our content. Um, that's gonna do it for this episode. That's gonna do it for this episode of Better Green. I gotta get us out of here as quick as possible. <laughs> Our draft guide's coming out July seventh. Make sure you guys grab that over at bettergreen.com. Sorry, bettergreen.com. And make sure you guys subscribe to the channel so you guys can win a draft kit. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. See you guys on Monday on Monday's live. Peace, guys. Bye, guys. See you guys. You better start listening to the Better and Green podcast. You will not regret it. Trust me, trust me, trust me. And hey, I'm Dean Blandino. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Better and Green, hey. To Better and Green, hey. To Better and Green, hey. Listen in and cash out. That's what it's all about. Come on, let's make cash now. We always on spot and we cover old spot from the bottom to the top, hey. Shout out to Ethan, shout out to Wyatt, shout out to Ben. Welcome, welcome to our podcast, Better Win Green.